Good morning. Good morning. This is going to be an excellent start to a Monday morning. Absolutely. (laughs) Today's guest you know and love in our Moore County community. Uh, She is an inspiration to a lot of women, and you might know her by the name of Brandy Martin. Absolutely. Brandy (laughs) is an incredible uh, person in our community, does a ton of community outreach, and we're excited to talk to her about growing her business of Forte Fitness, trademarking, and so much more. Yes, she has an incredible story. I think this is our first uh, long form as well, so hooray for that. That was a fun experience to talk for, what, a little over an hour? Yes. Yeah. So enjoy Brandy Martin. I'm Sarah. I'm Caitlin. Two women discussing all things in business. Welcome to She's She's the the Boss. So here we are, Brandy Martin, Forte Fitness. So excited for you to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You have been requested. By many people on social media. So I'm excited that you're here and you get to share anything you want to share. Oh, it's so special. (laughs) It's so special. Well, very passionate about what I do and I'm happy, happy, happy to be here. Um, I'm very self-taught. Never thought I would be a business owner and never, ever in a million years thought I would be a business owner in my hometown. So So tell everybody exactly what you do and then you can go into the whole self-taught process. Okay. Um, yeah, so I own Forte Fitness, which is a concept fitness studio. And um, I feel like it's a boutique fitness studio in the sense that it's very a la carte. So we have drop-in ways that you can participate with us, packages, we have memberships, um, but we also offer healthy food items. We offer a activewear boutique and some other things. And envisioning what I kind of wanted the business to look like, I really wanted it to be a holistic approach. Um, We even have a chiropractor in the building now. Um, We've had massage therapy. So yeah, so I think that um, the vision came together in a sense that fitness and wellness is so much bigger than just working out. There is such a mental uh, part of that that I feel like is missed a lot of people, especially women, have the concept that, oh, I've got to work out. I have mm-hmm. to do it. It's a forced thing. Oh, I've got to have time to do it because I have to look a certain way or I have to lose this or lose that. And at the end of the day, I have found that the people who come in find something they enjoy doing. They are going to see results because they are happy coming in yes. versus feeling like they have to check the box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Your attitude towards stuff. I mean, how much science proves that your attitude towards stuff affects everything 100%. with your body. And that's kind of where the food comes in, too, because if you're eating well, you feel better and you f- have that energy to come in and do more and be more. And and it's just kind of a it's it's such a rounded process. Mm-hmm. You have to have 10 different puzzle pieces that fit together somewhat well you know we're all moms and and wives and things like that but we have a lot going on but at the end of the day it is more than just coming in and get your sweat on um it is is 
eating healthfully, but also, you know, have your cheat day and have your cheat fun and do things. Our lives are surrounded by celebrating with food. And I'm such a foodie. I love wine. I love food. Um, so having, having a, a, a positive relationship with that and understanding that you can go out and splurge and do the things that you want to do, but 80% of the time, like fuel your body, think of food as fuel and you will have so much more energy that you're almost like when you eat bad and you're eating like a ton of sugar, a ton of whatever, you feel that in your body, you feel it in your joints. So mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, especially I've noticed that yeah. the, the cleaner <laughs> that I eat, maybe clean is the word. So really you shouldn't, I feel like you shouldn't avoid anything. You should not avoid anything, everything in moderation. Um, but when you do eat cleaner, you just feel better. Yeah. But, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, um, what year did your business begin? And you yes. mentioned all the things that it has clearly or I'm assuming that it didn't begin with all those things. So what was like the first thing you began with and how did it develop and grow? Um, Yes, that's a great question. Um, So when I, um, when I, I guess when I got into the business of fitness, it it was very, it was very strange. (laughs) And I actually thought coming into this podcast and I talked to you, Caitlin, about it. I was concerned because I have such a long story of how, Forte came about. I never in a million years saw myself as a business owner. I never thought I would own my own gym. Um, I just happened to, to luckily, but also putting forth a lot of effort, accidentally got into management when I was younger, when, um, when my husband was deployed. I was in a gym. I got noticed for doing maybe a little more, but it was because I loved it and I was passionate mm-hmm. about it. So I never, I always saw myself once I did start managing, managing other people's businesses and never in a million years thought I would own my own place. So, um, why do you think, why did you never see yourself as a business I owner? I don't know. I think because, um, I've always, I've always been passionate about fitness, but like most parents, I would assume, um, my parents were like, you know, you're, you're, you love the sciences. You're good at that. You should go into the medical field. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I'm a local girl. I, um, went to St. Hills farm life for, um, when it was still through eighth grade. So dating wow. myself. Right. And then I, I gradu- didn't even realize it I went know. through eighth grade. It did back in the day. Mm-hmm. So if you're an OG, more County person, you will, you will know it went through eighth grade. And then I graduated from Union Pines I went to UNC Chapel Hill. I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I did love the body. I loved science. Um, My mom and dad were very instrumental in keeping me active when I was young. And I always had a love for fitness, but you didn't have the things in college that you have today. You had physical therapy as Mm -hmm. an option, and that was pretty much it. Chiropractic, Mm -hmm. maybe. Um, I shadowed some different areas wasn't feeling it, but when I was in the gym, I loved it and I loved helping people. Mm-hmm. So, um, I knew I loved that, but never envisioned it as a career, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, so I, I never, I never thought about that aspect. Real quick. You talked about your parents, like yes. being instrumental in keeping you active. Mm-hmm. Was it because you saw them being active or was it them like telling you, you've got to go out and be active. No, it was, that's such a good question. It, it was seeing them. My dad, um, played football in college and my mom was a cheerleader. So is that how they met? I, they, they, 
Yes. I don't think they met football and cheerleading, but um, my mom, my dad tells a story to the day that my mom walked in the bar that he was sitting in and he saw her and he told his buddies, his football buddies, I'm going to marry that woman. Oh, and okay. It's my <laughs> story. Yeah. It was, I, and I've heard that story, Sarah, and I love that story. I love that, love the story across from the bar. Right? Yeah. That oh, yeah. I met Luke in a bar too. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, that one. So, okay, so you're the blend of ours because ours was at church. <laughs> my husband said that. Kayla was at bar. It's a, it's a blend. It's a blend. I know. Yeah. I actually remember your statement, Kayla. It was, I was a bar goer. Yeah, I was like, mm, well, <laughs> I love that statement. Brand new 21 year old. There it was. Yes, yep. The bar goer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so he still tells that story to this day. And she was like, no way, no way. <laughs> but they ended up together. And um, so they had had active lifestyles. You know, even it wasn't common back then to go to a gym or do things like that right. but there was sports and there was cheerleading and things you could do in college so they were always very active and then my mom was a school teacher and she taught a group fitness class like step aerobics and I'm talking my mom still teaches Jane step Fonda, like, <laughs> I love it she wore all the things like mm. the leotard with the big oh, thick so belts mm-hmm. and everything and I feel like we should bring that back it. She should teach one I yeah should, I should make her come to a specialty class and we should Seriously. all have to wear that yeah <laughs> and we all wear it but I yeah, love so that. every I, most days of the week, I would go with her to the Carolina Sports Plaza. Also, if you're a Moore County native, you will remember this place that burned down. Oh. So sad, but mm. it was where Cracker Barrel is now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was a huge complex. I mean, I was little, so I remember it being just this gigantic, wonderful place with indoor swimming pools, outdoor swimming pools. Very oh, wow. like ritzy for our little area back <laughs> yeah. then and um racquetball was a big deal so you would go in and you would see the racquetball players and my mom would teach the step classes and my dad would lift weights and so um I grew up seeing it and when she would be teaching I remember being in the corner and she would say like stay in the corner like I don't care what you do but just and I would just dance or mm-hmm. I would just move I would do something so inadvertently I got that kind of in my system I think and then when I turned 14 I started lifting weights with my dad at Gold's Gym which was yes. back in the day as well I love it and Gold's Gym's was actually one of my first jobs so I worked at Gold's Gym's here Gold Gym here locally and um that kind of started my my fitness, my love for fitness. But in college, back to that, I just didn't realize, I don't think at the time that that was an option because I thought, well, I don't necessarily want to be a personal trainer for the rest of my life. Um, and I am interested in the sciences. So, um, and that's another thing a lot of people don't know about me. And I don't know if you even know, but um, I went to optometry school. My dad has been an optometrist here for over 30 years. He started out Carolina Eye. That's what brought us here. Um, when I was a baby and, um, he, uh, he was there and I, um, I lost my train of thought. You're going to optometry. Yes. So, So, yes. So I had worked for him. I learned the business of that and I thought, well, I love science. I love medical field. I'll go into that. So in my first year, I realized that, this is not what I'm passionate about. And luckily, as far back as that, I realized I've got to do something I'm passionate about. Also falling in love with a soldier. Sure. (laughs) Um, Changes things. It did change things. Mm -hmm. I was in Philadelphia in school. He was actually in the um, war against Iraq at the time, deployed. I was very also distracted, I guess, during that time. Yes. Um, But I wasn't passionate about the school. I really wasn't passionate about that and didn't feel that, but I was very passionate about fitness. How old were you at this point? Oh, gosh. 24. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. And um, I literally decided to switch gears. 
So I um, had that hard talk with my dad. Hey, we're not going to be partners. I'm not taking over your business, but I'm going to go into fitness. And it was a little bit of a like shell shock mm-hmm. um, naturally because I had thought my whole, you know, I guess college career that I would do this mm-hmm. and spend a lot of time doing it and focusing on my studies. And so um, anyway, I switched gears. And it honestly, in the grand scheme of things, was the best decision I ever made because fitness, I got into it and was able to kind of uh, choose my own schedule. I started personal training. I did some personal training in group fitness in college. So that's kind of when I got my certifications. But um, making a career about it was of it was another whole thing. So um, I switched gears. He was at Fort, um, at Fort Stewart at the time. And I got a job just teaching group fitness and personal training at the local YMCA there and ended up getting very close with the director and his wife. Um, awesome, awesome Christian couple who just saw something in me that I was not seeing, that I was capable of. So to this day, um, Joel Smoker is his name, um, such a mentor to me, and just kind of made me see like, you can do more with this. You don't have to be personal training and group fitness. Let's have you, man, if you love this so much, here's the group fitness department. Let's see if you can manage this. Wow. And I was like, holy moly, I get to do something really cool and manage. And I had a great rapport with the other staff um, because fitness can get a little dicey. You've got some people that it's just a, it can be competitive, but Mm. it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had a good relationship with the staff as their peer and took over the group fitness schedule at this little YMCA in Savannah, Georgia. And um, from there ended up a he ended up saying, Hey, I just, I see all you're doing here. You're doing a great job managing with group fitness. Let's, I have a position coming open. I can't give you details, but it would be a much bigger position for you. And it would be a direct director position. And I'm 24 and I'm like, wow, like I can't imagine doing this. I've never managed a group of people in my life. And he said, I, I, I see potential. I see. So he telling me he saw potential in me made me think, okay, I can do this. I can do this. So Long story short, got that job, became the director of fitness pools and youth and family activities at a bigger YMCA, the Islands YMCA in Savannah, Georgia, and was there for five years um, managing and learning as I went. Mm -hmm. Like I had no like (laughs) book telling me how to do this, but learning as I went. And um, it was just, just from there on out, I knew I enjoyed managing people and I knew I enjoyed helping people with their fitness and their health. Um, cause I think a lot of people get into the business because they really like to work out and I do, yes. I love it, but you, you have to love helping people and seeing them succeed with their fitness goals and their health goals to be successful in actually having a business, mm-hmm. I think in it and being successful in that and business. connect with people, yes. truly connect with people and truly be genuinely connect. interested in who yes. they are and what their goals are in their lives. And I think that's what you do so well, just from going to Forte mm-hmm. and seeing the community is that you interact with people and you connect with them and you ask them how they're doing and people feel your energy and are open with you. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure there's times that you hear all about people's lives and you barely even know them. 
A hundred percent. I've joked. You're probably a therapist. I've joked time. many times that I should have taken some, you know, therapy class, some kind of classes <laughs> to help me with, you know, helping people through their junk. You know, we all have our junk. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, my my first priority with the gym because I was able to work in different fitness facilities, um, and we got we got stationed at another another place. You know, another another base. After that, I continued into management in those places. So. Um, I think having just been in the corporate environment, I was in the country club environment at one point. Um, YMCA is just a fabulous, mm-hmm. wonderful place. Um, I grew up going to the Y. I literally recommend to everyone trying to get in the fitness business get into a YMCA. Yeah, because we, we need you one. will do all the things. You will do all the things and learn. And um, uh, yeah, I just think from all those experiences, I started thinking to myself, "Gosh, I." I know all of these things that I enjoy about a gym and here's all these things that I don't enjoy about a gym and the things that even I was held to and that I had to do under someone else. And I'm like, I can, I can be my own place and my own boss and I can train my team how I feel like Mm -hmm. people should be treated Mm -hmm. and, 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 and worked with. And it's so mental, as you said, that in, in building Forte and in building that brand, that is the first priority is are people mentally healthy? Your first priority is to keep them mentally he- healthy and the physical comes later. Mm-hmm. Right. Always. So I noted a few things that you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny that you said you had never managed people a day in your life, but you teaching the classes, <laughs> I know yeah. managing people mm-hmm. that's classroom management. And you were, you were doing that naturally and didn't even realize you were doing that. And so many of our (laughs) podcasts and people we've interviewed, they had like totally different past experience. And then they're now applying those things in their lives and seeing like the connection of how our path and our experiences get us to where we are. Because both of us started our businesses too, the same way we were places, we kind of saw the issues, how we wanted to do stuff differently for hours. So it's really neat to look back and be like, man, that time frame kind of maybe wasn't great for me, but how you can use it for the good of what you're doing and being a leader and leading your people. Um, and just everything always has to go back to your passion and, and mission of your, your business. So tell us, I mean, you, you have kind of told us about the, the mission of it and helping people mentally, Mm-hmm. And then the physical comes. How do you incorporate that with your staff? Do you do regular staff meetings? Do you guys do your own workouts or, or mm-hmm. what kind of things do you do with your staff to let that trickle down from you to the staff, to the clients? Yeah. Well, that's interesting that you asked that. I've, we have never once had to say we're hiring and we have 20 staff members. I've never had to say, Hey, I'm hiring. I need someone mm-hmm. to teach this. So a large, very, and I should have done this math before I came in here, a large percentage of our coaches are clients. Mm -hmm. They are clients turned coaches and all of them have had more than one year experience. That's a lot of time in your facility, understanding your vision, seeing how things operate, seeing how I coach, seeing how some of the more tenured coaches are coaching and creating those personal relationships, because that is that is my first priority at, at Forte and understanding the person, not the number. Like how mm-hmm. many, how many people do we have today? No, no. Who did you connect with? Mm-hmm. Who did you establish a relationship with? Who are you helping mentally? 
and physically. So um, it has been a natural evolution. It really has. And I cannot be more thankful and feel more blessed about the team members that I have right now. Um, we have a no drama policy. Mm-hmm. Um, What's that look like? No drama policy. If you create drama, you You're go, out. You got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Rarely happens, which has also been a Do great Do you tell blessing. them that right up front? Or Yep. Right up front. <laughs> okay. Right up front. I have a handbook. Um, it is very, uh, uh, I guess, non-official is a, is a good <laughs> way to say it. I wrote it just from my heart. Um, it talks about the fact that they will get text messages at 1 a.m. Please don't respond because that is when I... <laughs> Yeah, you're in your best work. You're in your flow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it says crazy stuff like that, but it also outlines that we're a team. And even though everyone is in the building as a contractor, mm-hmm. more or less, and a lot of people are, they do have the feeling that they're operating their own business out of my facility, which is another major um, area that I wanted to kind of focus on. Can I bring people in and feel like, have them feel like they can operate their own business and their own kind of brand out of the gym? but also work as a team. And we have, we have that and we've established that and everyone gets along and everyone's helpful to each other. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, and just in my experience of coming there that your values are so strong and you practice them so much that people are like, Hey, I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And I also share those same values. Yes. Let me come in and I want to do this same thing. Yeah. And I think it's a personality thing too. You have to have the right personality and you have to be able to be confident to, to feel like I have something big to offer. I have the knowledge that could help this woman or this man, like get through something going on in their life even, and have the confidence to reach out to that person, even not in the class. So when they come in, even clients coming in and and kind of saying, Hey, I kind of want to coach. I'll start mentoring them. Like I said, about a year in out from when they actually start teaching their first class and we go through it and I kind of teach them just some of those basic, just things that I as a business owner think is obvious, but it's not obvious to everyone as far as reaching out to a new person. Say you come in Caitlin and you twist your ankle running around the building are you contacting that person that night, checking on them, like creating genuine relationships? Mm-hmm. And um, so, yes, it is it's a long process. And uh, we just have have very awesome people like in, in our building. I, you can't you're only as good as your team. Like I, I always say that you're only as good as your team. And my team is so awesome. And this may be a different whole topic, but um, having a great team also gives you the flexibility or me the flexibility as a wife, as a mom. Um, to be able to leave my business yes. and have full confidence that yes. it will run exactly the way it would run if I were there every day. Yes. It's, and it's awesome. And it's, it's amazing to be in that place mm-hmm. because if you look back five, what you guys opened in a uh, 16, 16. Yes. yes. Um, you know, that probably wasn't the case in 16, right? You were probably there teaching oh, yeah. nonstop, mm-hmm. building the brand, yes. building clientele, all of that. Mm-hmm. So to look back on that, you know, you put in your time, your yes. hustle, your effort, and that's where other things aren't a priority, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yes. you may have to miss a baseball game or a soccer game. Absolutely. And now you build a team and you have those values and you can walk away and trust that they're going to take care of everything. Yes. And you can go to the baseball games. You can go to the beach. You can do all of these things that you want to do. You have the freedom. To me, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. like that is success is freedom. 
Yes. I could not agree more. But I, it's hard. It's hard to get to that point, and you do have to put a lot of effort in there to get yourself mm-hmm. to that point. Um, it's a lot of hustle in the beginning, but yes, when you get to that point, it is like, gosh, this all this just hard work and effort has been worth it because you've basically established a team of people that have your same vision and are, mm-hmm. are so just loyal and supportive. And every single person on my team right now thinks of Forte as their home, like their second home. Mm-hmm. And that's so important well, and does allow you freedom as the business owner. Yes. Of course. Yeah. And everything, all the seminars I've gone to, research I've done talks about if the leader is finding people that share their vision and it sounds like you're very real with your staff and everything, you know, proves that if you show yourself as vulnerable and a real person with your staff, then they're going to have a better connection with you Yeah. because those people that come in that are just like, I'm the boss, you're going to do this because I say you're going to do it. Those people aren't going to be as invested, but if we're vulnerable or work for you for very long, <laughs> or work for you for very long. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're vulnerable and you're real with your staff, like you're saying your employee handbook is like, Hey, this is how I am. This is yeah. who I am. Then they feel like they can be real with you as well. And then you guys develop a relationship of trust between each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you feel free to do it. And then that's why they feel free to probably be able to step up and be a leader when you're gone. Um, And we do plan on having a whole podcast about this because I had a situation where I was in the hospital for nine weeks and I couldn't run my business. Uh, I mean, from a computer, but I couldn't do all the things in person and how amazing it was to be able to be like, they got this. They don't need me. Right. And then also it was like a whole humbling experience. Like, Oh, oh wait, they don't need they me. Don't they need don't me. need me. Right. <laughs> um, absolutely. Right. But I think that that, that mindset is hard. And that is actually something that I've, I've struggled with. I am very much an open book with them. Um, I give them all the feedback and I tell them like, I'm going to give you all the feedback. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean I believe all the feedback and you're awesome. You wouldn't be here if you're, if you weren't, but I'm always going to give that feedback. And I've always had that, um, kind of that line where I'm going to give you the feedback, but I don't, they don't take it personally, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and having, having had bosses in the past that were both ways, one, some very open, some very dictatorship Mm -hmm. type people. And I learned what I, how I didn't like to be treated. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I, yes, I run this, like I run my family, I feel like, (laughs) (laughs) for lack of a better word, but it, I think it does create that openness that you mentioned and just people that are going to be real with me and I can be real with them. Mm -hmm. How do you, uh, set boundaries around being a friend and an employee? Yes, that is, yes, it is so (laughs) tricky, but that goes back to the realness Uh and and they know, um, and you know, you are closer by nature with certain people and that's because that's all the, the all the social I get is when I'm at the gym sure. pretty much. So you and do I think working out is such an, a vulnerable experience. Absolutely. Like you're seeing me <laughs> feeling like I'm dying Yes, and you're going to help me through it. And I feel better because you're also supporting me. Mm-hmm. So you have that, it, you know, kind of thing that you have in friendship a little yes. bit with people where you're like me at my, not my worst, but almost dying. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's also people that you could feel like you can confide in about personal stuff. Right. So that, that is such a good question. And I think, um, when I've talked to other people in business who are either starting out, like, how do you have this line? I have mm-hmm. been asked that question so many times. So this is an easy one for me. Always be honest, always be honest because someone 
is your friend, and I would honestly call everyone that works for me my friend, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, always have honesty as the first, as your first priority, because if someone, if they, even if they don't do a great job cleaning up after themselves, I nail it right then. Hey, you could have like done a little better on, you know, sweeping out the floor or cleaning the bikes down. Just make sure you're, you know, not forgetting that. I know you got a lot going on, but don't forget that. And I call them out. And some of them have even mentioned to new people, like it, they try to do better because I guess they're closer because we have like more of a friendship. Yeah. So they feel like I'm almost harder on them Uh than I am on some of the other stuff that I don't see as much. Mm -hmm. So I, the best advice I can give is, is on that, on that, on that realm is to always be honest, never hold back because you think you're going to hurt their feelings. Never hold back because you think, Oh, I'm friends. It's okay. You, it has to be fair. Mm -hmm. You have to be fair with all of your staff members. And that's just something that's been very important to me to keep, keep the fairness and never anyone feel like that they're, you know, being treated differently because they see me more at the gym. Right. How frequently do you have like set office hours that you go to the gym or how frequently are you there? Would you say in a typical week now? Oh my gosh. I have not counted. I'm there a lot. I'm there, um, almost every morning. Um, I'm usually there by seven 30 or eight 30. And then I'll usually leave anywhere between 12 and two. Um, but our classes, we, you know, we're kind of a boutique studio, so we'll, we're not open all the, all, you know, all hours of the day. We have morning classes. We're closed for like, kind of like a lunch break hour, two, three, and then we open back up for the evening classes. So, um, I'm there almost every morning, um, Monday through Saturday, um, for those hours. I don't have set office hours, but I'm, I'm hanging out at the front desk a whole lot, yeah. mm-hmm. a whole lot, but that's my time when I can mingle because when you're coaching, you, you just can't talk about personal stuff, right. you know, it's serious business. So then when, then we're mm-hmm. all out in the lobby hanging out, that is when that social time happens that I feel like is so important. So I love being there and between classes and after classes to just chat, just talk real stuff mm-hmm. with people. Do you still teach because you just love to teach or do you teach to still get the connection with the customers or do you, I feel like I'm probably answering this question. It's probably all the things. <laughs> D, all of the above. All the above. <laughs> um, but I'm asking because I used to teach, you know, all the, not all the private lessons, but I would teach 30 private lessons a week and I would still mm-hmm. teach kinder music and still do all this and run the business. And mm-hmm. eventually I just had to be like, there are other people just as capable, if not better than teaching. And mm-hmm. I just need to step back and run the business. But um, we were talking about us coming together to one of your classes and she was mentioning all the classes you still teach. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that's impressive. She's still teaching. So what motivates you to still do that? I feel like I've cut back significantly. But again, that goes to the fact that I have people that I feel like are way better than me in some areas. Mm -hmm. Um, They have strengths that I don't have. And I think it's important to find the people that have the strengths that you don't have Yes. and put them in those right positions versus you. Does it save me money if I teach everything? Absolutely. But that is time that I don't get to spend with my kids right. yep. um, or don't get to spend with my husband and family is such a priority for me. So um, I used to teach a lot the back to the, Hey, you got to put in the effort, put in the hustle to get to where you are. Um, I taught a lot when we first opened, but then as we've gotten new people, I have put them into positions and, um, I've realized that coaching, I love coaching. I, 
if I could just coach and talk to people all day, I would do that. And I've done such such a great job in the past two years of delegating and kind of getting finding my right hand girl. Um, I'm happy to talk about that as well. That's been like such a godsend with Kara. But um, I have been able to not coach as much because I have found awesome people and I have been able to be there just working out, which I have found is almost better because I can make better connections working out beside people than I can ever make coaching them. Mm -hmm. So as long as I'm confident and I've got the team that I've got right now who I know are going to keep people safe, teach form. We are a very teaching gym. That's a a very big priority for us. We're not a you know, talking gym where we, we want you to leave having learned something, mm-hmm. having a more of a body awareness about what you're doing and, and keeping yourself healthy. Cause you know, as we get older, things tend to fall apart. Well, yeah. Um, and just like very specifics as far as yeah. like form and it's getting more and more specific. There's a breathing <laughs> component. Now there's all these things that, you know, are new and modern and, mm-hmm. um, that we have to stay abreast on to keep everyone happy and, and functioning functional for life. So, um, I have backed off a lot as far as my actual hours. Um, there are a lot of staff members that work more hours than I do mm-hmm. on the floor, on the floor, mm-hmm. um, for sure. But, uh, it's been such, um, such a positive where I was feeling a little guilty about stepping back from, from coaching a lot more of the classes. It's been great. Mm -hmm. It's been so great. Where where do you think the guilt came from? (sighs) I I need to do more. I'm not doing enough. Do I deserve to be working out when I should be doing analytics? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I should be doing an Excel spreadsheet right now, but here I am sweating in the gym. But, um, if I don't get my hour in a day and I try to shoot for at least one hour a day, except for on Sundays. And if I don't get that hour, I'm, I'm not as efficient doing stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so I just, yeah, I think with a lot of business owners, you think you got to do it. You got to get it done. You got to mm-hmm. do, 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 do. Um, and I, but I've kind of gotten to the point where it's, it's selfish not to hi- hire more people. Mm-hmm. It's selfish not to, put someone else in a strength area that is better than you. There are definitely people better than me at stuff at the gym. And, um, I've learned to take a deep breath, give them a try and it's worked out great. And not look, not just looking at it from a moral and kindness standpoint, but if you do, like if you are a real business person that looks at numbers, Mm -hmm. putting people that are better than you at something and Mm -hmm. freeing your time up to do other things that need to be done will still have the financial reward. Yeah in the end, because people will be like, Oh, I love this teacher and their class will grow because like you said, they, they may have different strengths than you. And all of us have different personalities and personality Mm -hmm. is so big for a teacher of any, Mm -hmm. any form. I'm, you know, Caitlin will handle that with her school. Like some teachers, even with toddlers, their personalities Mm -hmm. probably. Yeah. You have to be like a saint. Yeah. To work with our toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, but it is a very specific personality type, which is why I love the Enneagram so much. Um, but it's the same thing, you know, they've got to be able to genuinely connect and, you know, check all those boxes. Yeah. But like you were saying, as a business owner, it's hard to step back and say like, oh, well, what do I need? What helps me be oh. more efficient? Mm-hmm. Can I go to the beach? Both of you yes. love mm-hmm. the beach. We do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, can I step back and do I have time for this? And I've tried to change. Do I have time or I don't have time to, is this a priority? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that wasn't a priority today. Okay. Well, that feels different. Would I say that to my children? I'm sorry. You can't be a priority today. <laughs> well, now 
right? So if you say it and in that context versus I don't have time for that or, you know, um, am I going to give time to that? It feels a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so when you say that about working out, you're like, no, actually that is a priority for me. It is. Yeah, it it is. Um, and you have to, I think it's hard to realize that and hard to kind of let it go. And it's hard to say no Mm. to, um, to all the things that are coming at you. But I feel like, um, that was my biggest struggle. But I feel like in the past two years, I mean, it's taken two years mm-hmm. for me to kind of get my act together and be able to prioritize. Um, and I'm still, oh my gosh, so far from being perfect at it. And there's so many things I could do better at. But um, for lack of, of of going too much in detail with this, I actually um, brought to me by my second hand girl, Kara, um, who has like just turned me on to almost like a different mindset. She recommended a book. It's called Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. It was, it was life-changing for me. And um, he talks about, first and foremost, I mean, it's got seven chapters, I think, but first and foremost, it talks about what, are, what do you find joy in? What, what lights you up? What is, makes you passionate? And make a list of everything on that list that gives you joy and brings you happiness in your business. And then make a list of all the things that you despise uh-huh. that are energy-sucking, draining. You, <laughs> you, you put it off to the point where then you're procrastinating and then Mm -hmm. you're even more stressed Mm -hmm. and worked up and make a list. And every single thing on the list that you don't like hire out. Yep. And somebody else probably loves some of those things. Yes. Mm -hmm. And luckily Kara, who recommended this book, she is a great, she loves an Excel spreadsheet. She Mm -hmm. loves to give feedback on this stuff. She loves to organize the back end of the boutique. She loves, she loves that. So like why here I am trying to do all this stuff and now I have someone that's doing it way more efficiently mm-hmm. w- in way less hours than I would have ever been able to do it. Um, and that was a, that was huge. And it seems so simple to make that list and maybe even elementary, but it was, it was a game changer to me. Yeah. And, a, and one more thing in his book that he said, and I, re- I did the podcast. I listened to the podcast. It was awesome. Or not podcast. It was the, uh, the book on, like on tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, what is tape. it? Audible. 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm dating myself again. <laughs> on tape. Um, I can rewind Audible. What are those? <laughs> what are those yeah. tapes? Yeah. My, my child will be like, what? Like, no, 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 tape. I know. When but you say video something, Audible. it's like, it's not actually a video. No. <laughs> yeah. So um, I listened to it. It took me about a week to get through it, but it was very, um, just very inspiring. And I learned so much mm-hmm. from that one book. Mm-hmm. So um, he also says, take a time audit, like uh, yep. for 14 days. And it is hard, but every 15 minutes, write down what you're doing. It is an <sighs> eye-opening experience. Whoa. And you're like, look it how much time I waste. A little scary. We do that yeah. with our admin team at school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like interrupted by this child. Uh, <laughs> oh, my You know, gosh. just like every little thing. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that is why I'm not efficient at this part of mm-hmm. my job. Right? Yeah. And then we're like, who is efficient at this part? And who loves doing this? So yeah. then you like divide up the tasks based on who's good at it yes, and who enjoys it because mm-hmm. nobody wants to stay in their job forever that they don't enjoy. Right. <laughs> or they're not good at a hundred percent. Yeah. Or even figuring out that if I'm sleep deprived, it takes me two hours to mm-hmm. program a workout. And when I am energized and feeling good first thing in the morning, I can knock it out in right. 30 minutes. Yep. So that kind of thing. And it's very eye opening. So I would highly recommend to do well, that. It's a it's total self-awareness thing too. Mm-hmm. And I think especially women in business feel so compelled to have to do, do, do all the time and Mm -hmm. be this for this person. And, oh, I have some extra time. I'm going to go, you know, write this email or whatever, instead of like, no, how am I doing? 
you know, what do I feel in my body right now? Did I sleep well last night? You know, who do I need to connect with? Mm -hmm. Uh, Taking time alone in the quiet. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We just don't prioritize those things. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about what you said, how you kind of feel guilty sometimes. And you're like, oh, they see me working out. But actually what you're doing is you're demonstrating what you're training your (laughs) clients to do. (laughs) So you're actually setting a really good example by doing that. So don't ever feel guilty about that. (laughs) Yeah. And you, um, in one of your previous podcasts, you were also talking about the imposter. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was funny because when you guys asked me to come on this podcast, I thought, I'm not worthy to do like, what in the world could I offer to this, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and you had mentioned something about seeing a show or seeing something and it, it, you're like, like I created this. Like this Mm -hmm. is my, I love those. I have had these moments so much. And the most recent one was two weeks ago in a yoga class on Thursday night with, um, one of our coaches, Dawn, and we were in Savasana and we were just relaxing Mm -hmm. and I start bawling Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to get emotional thinking about right now, but I was in the space thinking like, this is my, this is my building. Like Mm -hmm. this is my space. This is surreal or being surrounded by 40 women dancing their butts off and looking around and like, this is mine. Somehow this has come to be and how lucky and blessed am I to, to have it like, and it's surreal. It's like, you're almost like an out of body experience. Mm Yes. Um, And Luke reminds me, and I've said this Mm. before all the time because I say the same thing. Gosh, we are so lucky when we have community events and all the parents are there and, you know, kids are laughing and having so much fun. Luke and I look at each other and like, oh my gosh, isn't it? this is ours. But I will say whenever I say, oh my gosh, we're so lucky. He's like, this is not luck, Caitlin. Mm -hmm. This is not luck. This is like intention and decisions. And every single day we create this. Right. This is not like, oh, you were in the right place at the right time. Sure. Some things are like that. Right. But it's we worked for this. We intended for it to be this way. We created the values. We lived the values. Right. (laughs) You know, and he like brings me right back down. Yep. Um, and is like, no, this, this is rooted. You know, this isn't some like, oh, like (laughs) this was a great thing to fall into. I love that. I love that. Yeah. What's funny is our spouses do that, but I find too, you know, you're talking about your right hand person Mm -hmm. and having the right hand person for you in your business to also be that same way. And like the other night I got so mad because I was trying to make a decision and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I talked to my husband and I talked to my right hand girl and they both agreed. And I was like, dang it. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. And then on the flip side of that, were you like, actually, those are good points. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm doing what they said. Mm-hmm. So not what I want to do, but that is just so important in having and finding that group of people to surround you mm-hmm. because, you know, most of us, um, as business owners, a lot of us have ADHD and our, sure. you know, anxiety and all these other things. And we're always in our head, which we can use that, you know, towards our success and, and that can kind of what give us energy sometimes. Well, that's what creates the whole vision. Right, right, right. Yes. right. So we're the vision creators. I just went to this huge conference and they were talking about, I can't even remember the stats, but how many like entrepreneurs have ADHD? Mm-hmm. I believe that. <laughs> and anxiety. And it's because we're like these really driven kind of crazy people. Right. Um, but all that to say, you have to have that balance and those right hand people that you just trust Mm -hmm. and that you can be vulnerable with and say, okay, so here's what I'm thinking. 
What are your thoughts on it? And, you know, sometimes you may listen to their thoughts. Sometimes you just go with their gut. But either way, just getting their input on that may not even, you may not even necessarily apply it to a a current situation, but it can come back in the future for future situations. It's so important. It's so important. And I think more than anything, someone to keep you on your toes and call you out. Mm -hmm. If you've made a bad decision, I'm not going to lie. I I, I send a lot of texts and emails out and if something, you know how things can come across wrong sometimes yep. and rude and completely unintentional of the way. And I'm a very like big like personality. So I feel mm-hmm. like I capitalize some things and I, I, I do exclamation points. We've well, talked that, about this before. <laughs> the wait, exclamation hello, point. That means Guilty. you're yelling at someone. <laughs> no, so, I'm just really I'm excited. No, yes. <laughs> Do you guys do this? Of course yes. you do. Of course 100%. you do. percent. I am like emojis, so, exclamation points, all the things. So I will get a I will get a phone call from Kara. So your last text message. Can we talk about that? And you're like, I'm like, what? Sure. I put a happy face. Like, what? <laughs> but she will call me out, uh-huh. and you have to have those people, and you can't get upset with them because they they truly see your vision. They truly want you to succeed. But, um, you know, and not everyone's going to find someone that can be as therapeutic as I found with Kara, but, um, you need that person to, to call you out. And, and it's probably not someone that's your best friend, right? It's somebody that has your best interest in mind and, 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 and is not afraid to tell you that you need to come down a notch, mm-hmm. you know, but also that's the environment that you have created, right? I, I it was pray like, so yes, be honest. Yes. That's how you can trust people. I feel like if you're always just like nice and fluffy with me and you never have a negative thing to say or Mm -hmm. any feedback for me, I have a hard time believing the nice. (laughs) Yeah. Or just trusting you in general. Who are you? Who are you really? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I think that's the whole thing. You know, you want that feedback. We want that feedback Mm -hmm. because honesty matters. We're not robots. We're humans. We're going to mess up, right? Even as leaders, none of us have it figured out, you know? This is a whole journey. It's a process. We need the feedback in order to know what we need to shift. And if you're an open-minded leader, you ask for the feedback Mm -hmm. and you want it to come back. And yeah, it stings a little bit. And then you pause and you gather yourself and then you can respond in a manner that says, no, this is what's best for my company and my team, Mm -hmm. right? To figure out how I communicate in yeah. a different text or whatever it is. Right. But if you don't know that, then here you are thinking <laughs> you sent the text and that yeah. was that. Right. Yeah. a hundred percent. I would have never thought some of this would have come across as negative or condescending or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if that person is there to call you out, then that is your, your best, your best thing you could have in your back pocket, your yep. best, best tool. Um, Yeah. One of um, our big things is I have a few people that are like, I prefer to talk to you in person rather than text. And it's because when they <laughs> tell us why Enneagram one. <laughs> yes. Enneagram one. Here I come. Uh huh. So because I don't use emojis, I don't like I'm just like, hey, don't forget this. And Direct like, to the point. Yeah. There's no fluff. Yeah. No fluff with right. me because I'm just I want to be a very clear communicator. Yes. Well, I work with artists Uh and so that doesn't always work out well. So here's the thing with the the whole digital age that we're in, you're sending it when you're thinking about it. So Mm -hmm. you're trying to be direct, but you don't know what they're doing when they receive it. So they don't necessarily read it like you say it. And I have a few people that even tell me, 
can you just call me instead of texting me? Sure. Because they're like, every time I talk to you, I feel like, you know, you're super nice and friendly, <laughs> but when you send me a text, I feel like I'm in trouble. And you I'm like, me. so relatable. Yeah. So relatable. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. read the text, how I talk to you uh-huh. instead of how you're reading mm-hmm. it. So instead, but that's why I love the little voice text things because yes. oh. then they can hear you yes. say it now. Same. But yeah, that's one of the things. And when you've got so many staff members, you have to figure out, okay, what's the best way to communicate with this person and mm-hmm. this person? And I'm like, this person would prefer me to text them and they don't even care how I say it. I could be like, listen, you do this. And they'd be like, ha ha ha, Sarah, Sarah's yeah. funny. Um, so yeah, that's just always so tricky. But yeah, having that person at your right hand that knows your intent always. Mm-hmm. And for me, it is my best friend. My best friend did come actually so work awesome. for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and we're, we're a great balance. And then sometimes we have to be like, so I'm telling you this as your friend or, uh-huh. okay, now we're line. talking work. <laughs> yep. So, and just like, you know, mm-hmm. and having that agreement coming into it, like yeah. no matter what happens with the business, this is a friendship thing and this is a business thing. Yeah. Um, and, and creating boundaries. Yeah. Too. And I think it's not, for me, it wasn't natural. Um, if five years ago, if someone spoke to me, like sometimes I get from other people, I would have really taken that to heart and Mm -hmm. it would, um, have really bothered me. I would have lost sleep over it, but now it takes practice and, and understanding that you don't know what that person has come to the gym from. You don't know what the home life is going, what's going on there. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it's got you know, going on with their finances, their jobs, their parents, like Mm -hmm. whatever it could be. And that greatly affects people's attitudes. So I think it's a learned process to take a step back, take a deep breath, think about all the things that could be in this person's life and affecting their attitude at that moment or their personality at that moment. And realizing that you be kind and open-minded and things will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's something I think I really learned in my thirties. 100%. <laughs> I agree with that more than you could know. Yeah. I don't think that I, I wasn't even aware enough in my twenties. I was like, do go get it done, hustle, be a badass, you know, all these things. And then in my thirties, I was like, oh, okay. I, I can like think breathe and late thirties. I don't have to sure. prove yes. myself to anybody. Right. That's what I felt like when I turned 30. I was like, Oh, I feel a touch of sophistication now. Right. <laughs> and honestly, kids having kids uh-huh. really humanized me and made oh. me realize that things are going to hit the fan mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. You have to figure it out. So kids for me really, really, really humbled me and made me realize that everything is not so serious. Right. It, it can wait. Things can wait. I think it makes you like as people too, just less selfish because like when you let something get you so worked up, you have to remember, wait, this wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> this is about them and what's going on in their lives. And I was the next thing that they saw mm-hmm. to take it out on. And so this is not about me. Yeah. yeah, Taking things less personally. Just, I think being able to take like a step back from yourself almost and look at the situation. Mm -hmm. I used to feel like I had to respond to things immediately or like I had to make a decision or have an answer. And in my thirties, I realized like, no, stop, pause, listen, 
listen, mm-hmm. just be here to listen. Like you don't even have to react it's to hard, anybody. Right. <laughs> so hard. Practice, practice, practice. Yes. And take it all in and then say, you know, if you don't have a decision right away or you're required to make a decision on this thing, pause. Like, thank you so much for bringing this to me. I appreciate you coming to me. Like, let me think about this so I can get back to you in an intentional way. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you don't have to fix everything all at once, right? But I think women need to have that said to them. I think that what you guys are doing with this podcast, we are, everyone's real people. Mm -hmm. But having just someone giving you the okay to feel that way. Yeah, it's almost like permission. It is. And um, I don't know where I heard it. I probably need to figure out who said this because it just resonates in my mind, like as a mantra almost, that you really, everyone says you learn from your mistakes, but really you learn from reflection. Mm. And just really taking a step back, like you said, and reflecting on how different could this have gone? What could I have done better? Not that you made a mistake. Like, are there really mistakes? Right. (laughs) I mean, there are. Yeah. But if you learn from them, then great. It's when you mess up a bajillion yeah. times and you continue to do the same thing that it's a problem. It And it does a disservice to the person that you have contention with to try and handle it right then too. So like we've trained, we have a script, we have our staff, if anybody's upset to be like, mm-hmm. I can tell you're upset. I hear you. We are going to take care of this. I will have somebody contact you tomorrow. That gives them time to no longer react, to think through it. And then by the time I call them, most of the time they're calmed down and they'll be like, I'm sorry, I overreacted. And they realize like they're overreacting. But if I get on the phone right then, I'm getting them at their peak. Mm -hmm. And I love that during that time. That is such great advice. Yeah. Stolen. Stolen. Take it. (laughs) Add it to the handbook tonight. (laughs) Add it. Add it. Please do. And that is just, I mean, that's just something that we do. And I even do that. Because I also want to set the boundary, you know, if somebody emails me directly, and I'm like, I hear you and I care about this. I'm with my family at this time and I will be glad to call you tomorrow. And your emergency is not necessarily my emergency. Right. I'm like, I am not a surgeon. (laughs) But you saying even I'm with my family, I'm honoring my time with them, humanizes you Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. probably calms them down a significant level. Yeah. All oh, right. She has a family. Oh, that's she's a person. This girl is yeah. not a robot working in her office. No, no. I even say that too. I'm I like, love yes, it. tonight's my daughter's graduation party. So I will get back to you when I get back in the office on Monday. And by Monday they realize, oh, maybe that wasn't that big of a deal for me to mm-hmm. interrupt that graduation party or whatever <laughs> it may be. But yeah, it lets them know that I'm human and as well, but like and the fact you, but you have to call them back. You have to follow up with sure. it. Sure. <laughs> you, you have yeah. to. And I've let stuff slip through the cracks on accident before, of course, because we're human as we've talked about. Yeah. Um, yes. One final thing I want you to, to talk about that I know from your company is community outreach, fundraising and giving back. So uh, can we like wrap up and you kind of just talk about your vision? I have something too. Oh, you have something too. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Right, we have time, on. right? We have time. Yeah. I yeah. have time. We okay. have time. I'm going to refill your guys' mimosas. Is that okay? Please. Okay. Okay. Continue. Sure. Continue. So talk about um, your community events. I know we've, you know, donated some to some of your fundraiser style auction yes. item things you do. How do you choose? Because as business owners, we get asked all the time. Will you donate this or this or this or this? How do you choose which things to donate for or do fundraisers for? 
and what what kind of impact and outcome do you see from all of that? Such a good question. Um, let's see where I'll start. We do get we do get asked for a lot of in kind donations. So that can be just a gift basket with a water bottle, um, a hat, a t-shirt, and a gift certificate for some classes. But in my mind, that is also advertising and and that has the potential to bring me a client for life. Because with, especially with most women, they just need a little nudge to get in there. And whether if that's a free class or a water bottle or something like that, or maybe they never come, but they carry that water bottle to a kid's soccer game. Mm -hmm. Someone sees that it gets it out there. So um, maybe I shouldn't say this publicly, but if I am, I have never declined doing an in-kind donation ever. That's something I've noticed ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Noted. But, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Noted. Um, but it has to be, it has to be something that, that I feel passionate about that I feel is, is, I mean, I don't know what I wouldn't feel passionate about, honestly, if it's in our community, but, um, I haven't had to be selective for the in-kind donations at all. Um, it's all very much needed, very realistic things that I feel like I've, I've been approached about. Um, and again, it is just getting the brand out there, mm -hmm. getting that outreach out there. And I would say probably 50% of the things that we push out, the certificate never comes back in. So I tried to budget for it initially, mm -hmm. but then realized I don't have to do this right? Mm -hmm. because it's, it's not going to affect my bottom line really. And the coaches love having new people in and that's their chance to get people in to the gym. We, I actually, my pay scale at Forte is a profit share. So the more people that come to the, to the gym, the more the coaches are paid, mm -hmm. which has been awesome because it pushes them to be their best selves, to program their best quality workouts to make those relationships with people and it just gives them incentive. They basically can create their own bonuses. Yeah. Um, at the gym. So, um, so as far as uh, big community outreach goes again, I think that a lot of people in our area, maybe just because we are a small community, mm -hmm. um, they know that you can't do like a big $1,000 sponsorship every month or whatever, like, like things like that. So I'm not really approached for big sponsorships like that. Um, but as far as like me coming out and doing a dance fit class to raise money for a cancer patient, sign me up. Mm -hmm. Like anything I can do, that takes me one hour of my time. I don't even have to prepare for that. So if it's a situation where, I mean, we've done like a teacher appreciation and mm -hmm. I've, I've gone out and done that for a school or whatever, I will always do those things. And I love our community. I think it is the most uplifting most supportive place I could possibly have decided to open up my business. And I know I haven't lived all over, but I have lived in a lot of, of, of some other places mm -hmm. and it was never like that. And I don't know if it's the transient nature of the military coming in and out. Um, well, I think you have to get it, it, in a military community. I think you have to get close quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I got to find my people ASAP. I'm not sure how long I'm going to be here, but right. people are open. Totally. So open to that. And I've seen so many friendships come out of the gym, but anyway, back to your, your, your question about this. And, um, we do a big breast cancer fundraiser mm -hmm. every year. Um, usually raise between 15 and $20,000 for a local breast cancer, uh, foundation. Um, this year we've just announced, actually, we're going to, um, 
we're, we're going to benefit Genevieve's Helping Hands. Mm -hmm. um, so they have a very good relationship here locally with um, the new cancer center, which mm -hmm. is beautiful. If you guys haven't toured that, you definitely need to go do that. Um, but we ensure that those funds stay local. They have to stay in Moore County. Yep. So um, patients, families, respite, things like that. So um, we are really excited about that event. And that's an annual event that I've had for actually 12 years. Wow. I had it at the gyms that I was previously involved in before moving back here in um, 2015. And then this will be our seventh year, which is so crazy. Um, so we're looking forward to that. But um, we'll do pop-ups at golf tournaments and things like that. But we're out there. We're doing a golf tournament here soon for the bogeys mm -hmm. our old mm -hmm. awesome baseball shout team out to here. the bogeys yep mm -hmm. and um we'll be there warming up the golfers giving them some therapy savannah with our chiropractor at the gym family and co she's amazing she is awesome she'll be out there she has to, she she and i actually both have our titleist performance institute golf fitness certifications so huh. that's something that we haven't utilized very much which is kind of silly because we're in Pinehurst. uh-huh <laughs> and <laughs> we talked a big about deal this here. yeah so we're, we're we're gonna think about doing some more with that yeah but, um this community has supported me so much and I feel like chances are anyone that asks me for something I have affected in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. So that is my way of giving back. And I always say, and I feel like all of my staff would say that say this just back to how awesome I feel like my team is. Uh, um, if you won the lottery, would you still do what you're doing? One thousand percent. I would do what I was doing, but I would do it for free. I would, I would do more outreach. I would do, um, we do a special needs fitness class actually at the gym that not many people know about twice a week. But instead of me having to find a grant for that, mm -hmm. I would offer it for free. Mm -hmm. Kids fitness. There is so much out there, but I think that also is something that you as a business owner, um, where, whatever you're doing, you can reflect on and think, would I still be doing this if I did not have to work? Yes. And 1000%, I don't even have to think about it. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I just wouldn't have to deal with those Excel spreadsheets. And right. Analytics. <laughs> well, you and could get rid of all the stuff that you don't totally love stuff. and yeah. do the stuff that you That's just yeah. favorite. love, love, love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the spreadsheet. I, See? <laughs> That's why you guys. It's the details. Yes. You love the details. Connect. Yeah. I love so a well. color-coded spreadsheet. <laughs> See? Mm. Makes the world Not my jam. That's why I have my amazing team. Mm -hmm. I, our yeah. director Martha she'll be like I have a spreadsheet for that and I'm like yes yes Isn't so awesome music yeah. to my ears break it down for me because yeah. in my head it's all over the place um I want to talk about dance fit yeah really quick okay um because I think it's really unique to Forte so and I think um you know that's like your brainchild right it is um I have to give credit to Zumba though so, sure yeah my mom uh took a Zoom a Zumba, she said. I just took a Zumba <laughs> class, right? You've got to do it. In 2007, Zumba. Yeah, Zumba. My mom, yes. And she, you know, taught group fitness forever. And um, she said, I just taught, taught, took Zoom, Zumba class. And you need, you would love it because you would, you love dancing and you love fitness and it's such a combination. So I went the next weekend with her and then literally got certified the following weekend for it. So that was all the way back in 2007. It was just starting. Like no one knew about it. Now everyone knows right. what that mm -hmm. is. Right. So I got into that community um, for years and just loved it. But they had such a cool concept of this nonverbal cueing, which was very unique to me teaching cardio kickboxing and cycling or whatever, even as back as in far back as college, you wore a mic, you cued everything. Mm -hmm. Zumba had this, this kind of innovative way of communicating with people with visual cues. Mm -hmm. So their 
whole platform was, can you get in front of someone and tell them what to do without saying something? Because guess what? Not everyone speaks English. And I was like, my mind is blown right now. <laughs> like, wow, this is really cool. So I honestly think the nonverbal cueing, um, it takes practice. Don't get me wrong. Lots of practice. But um, it, I mean, we have such diversity at the gym, but I think that's one of the reasons why you don't have to be able to even speak to anyone to come to a dance mm-hmm. fit class and you know what direction to go. Um, however, Zumba has a very, uh, a, a very programmed um, situation where 70% has to be international songs, international rhythms. Oh, I didn't know, you know that. Yeah. You're thinking salsa, belly dance, sure. um, soca, all kinds of these amazing things we see throughout the world in dance, but only um, 30% can be mainstream. Well, that makes Zumba, sense. By the now time I yes, by hearing the, the music. By the time I got here, Zumba was well, well represented, which is great. Um, but everyone really loved the top forty, and I noticed when a top forty song came on, everybody lost their minds. Everybody lost their intuition. Just, just loved it. And yeah. so I thought, I've got, I have got on my team amazing Zumba instructors, so I can teach top forty. So what do I call it? Dance fit. So we actually service trademarked that in 17. Good for you. I know. Good. So, mm-hmm. and it's like the dance, but with a little asterisk. Um, but um, yeah, so I started kind of training the staff that was like the clients, the clients right. that were on the front row killing uh-huh. it and <laughs> thinking like, oh, I want to do something like this. So I was just kind of started training them with what I had learned from the Zumba platform and um, came up with a concept of dance fit, which is no more than two or three combos, maybe four in a song. So the verse comes on, you do the same thing to the verse. The chorus comes on, you do the same thing to the chorus. And then it's repetitive. Mm-hmm. So the first time you come, you're a little like mind blown. Sure. Whoa, what's going on? Because you don't know what you don't know. You don't. Kind of like line dancing at a wedding and then you just kind of catch <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, catch on. Yeah. But I think the top 40 component, mm-hmm. that it's always top 40 music that probably you know, depending on your age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like a lot of old school rap. Yep. Um, knowing what's coming next, you're automatically going to be prepared to change your movement mm-hmm. or whatever. And so the nonverbal cueing combined with the music combined with the fact that you, most people know the music when they come in just creates a very, um, open mindset. Um, come in, you don't have to be a dancer to come. Um, we have just so much diversity in there. It mm-hmm. is like that room lights me up. You look around and you just see everything, male, female, level one fitness, level 10 fitness, um, all sizes, shapes, and colors. Mm-hmm. It is it is the most diverse space that I have ever been in. And it is amazing that it happens six days a week. Right. right? So that's another time that I just get like a little taken back. Like, wow, like this is super cool. Yes. Um, But just a way for women to release. And I think especially after once we get into our thirties mm-hmm. and we aren't going to the club right. and throwing it down, it feels like the club when you're and we're yeah. married <laughs> right. and we have children, um, having a space to go and just release that, that, stress or that inhibition or that seriousness Mm -hmm. is that's what dance fit brings. And that's what I hope it always does for women is gives them a safe space to come in, feel welcomed and supportive and that they can just let loose. Um, my teachers are the craziest ones, you know, (laughs) they're hopping up on stage, they're dropping it down low. Like they are, 
they're living their best life. Mm -hmm. And for me too, it's such an alter, alter ego experience up there. Yeah. Um, I'm living my, you know, Britney Spears backup dancer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Up there. Yeah. Whatever the alter ego is. I'd rather be a mom and a wife, but I love that. (laughs) But guess what? You can be both. Right. We That's why you have dance fit. Yes. You don't have to be just one thing. You can, can be whatever. Yeah. yeah. So a lot and of people. Healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Come. show up there with your girlfriends and it is exactly. like the greatest time. And if and you don't have girlfriends. I know. I was just going to say that. Your person beside you, mm-hmm. I promise, will turn into your girlfriend uh-huh. before you leave. And there's just been so many friendships built out of that class alone. I cannot even count. So mm-hmm. yes, just. You yeah, mentioned trademarking that. it. Do you like sell it to other companies? Do you train other companies or you just wanted to make sure that your concept, I, I mean, that's one of the hard things I struggle with. People ask for advice for free all the time. Mm-hmm. How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do this? It's like, man, I spent so much time. So how did you decide to trademark something you created and kind of what's your plan with that? Yeah, I, I did it initially because a couple, I had noticed like in just hearing a couple other places, like say they were offering it and I was getting all these phone calls like, Oh, are you guys partnering with this person? Mm -hmm. And I would come to that place in a minute and do one. And, and I thought, well, and I was just getting a lot of pressure from the clients, honestly, and the staff and let's, let's like make this ours. Let's make it official. And I had, I put in a lot of work into that and especially the virtual platform that is, it's huge virtually for us. So a lot of people do this from home. Mm -hmm. Um, so I thought I need to just, I need to, you know, do the service trademark on it and just make sure. And honestly, I don't go searching for people that are using the name. Yeah, you have to like trust the, you know, how much time are you going to spend on trying to. Yes, as much time as we're putting into choreography Mm -hmm. and training people. um, um, I just, I just thought it would be a good idea so that there was not that confusion in the community because honestly, that's a problem I feel like that Zumba has had. They got so big that some of the qualifications Mm -hmm. that were surrounding that instructor certification really got put by the wayside. It went online. It went written only. This is a dance class. Right. Right. And people that were not on beat were getting certified. And I, I don't want that to happen. And I don't want ever someone ever to go to a dance fit class and not get the energy and the experience that they will get when they come in to Forte. So that was the whole reason for that. I didn't want to anyone to get the wrong impression of it mm-hmm. or come in and it feel intimidating because yep. that can happen, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, that's kind of why we did it. I think as I have more time on my hands, which I'm really working Ooh, hard to have more <laughs> time on my hands, I Cheers. probably will. Cheers. <laughs> look into that. Um, look into going a little bit further with it, maybe offering a certification, but it's a lot. That's a lot of work. It is a lot of it's work. A, it's almost like an entirely different business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm it so happy. Almost like that. I'm that so is happy a whole different business. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. That's both what of you, Kate right? and I are both doing yeah. right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. So, But it's also a know. seasons of life thing. And we talk about 100%. that with Connie is like, what season of life are you in? Can you give the time to that, that it deserves and that you want to give, mm-hmm. you know, where are you at with your family? And yeah. Your current baby business, you know, yeah. not baby business, but your baby, your first baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it requires some introspection to figure yeah. out where you're at. So absolutely that's in the future. Um, I, w- I would love to do that. And I'm constantly looking for my younger self in classes. I'm like, where's my younger uh-huh. self? Who's going to take this over? Who's going to take this over? I'm uh, constantly. I love that. So mm-hmm. that's legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. How did you start the virtual during COVID and then it 
sure did. One of those yeah. blessings that came out of it. I, I, We've got so many things like that. Oh, yeah. COVID. I, I will say COVID, COVID. Um, yeah, that was hard on gyms, real hard on gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, we had done YouTube videos, like tutorials on our dances, because some people were like, hey, can you throw this song on YouTube? Part, yeah, but that's fun for us. We get together as coaches. We do the YouTube videos. And then when COVID hit, that literally saved a mm-hmm. lot of us as far as mentally and just not feeling that depression of not being able to be in front of a crowd, not having that community of, of people surrounding us at our job. Um, and out of COVID, that was probably the, the best, the best thing that came out was that it did establish us, made us get our act together for the virtual. Right. And so the virtual classes, are they on your website? And then people got to watch and choose and, um, get to like, is it just dance fit or is it all classes and what's your website? And, you know, tell us all of those things so that everybody can go and maybe experience all the awesome things you're doing. Yeah. So, um, the virtual platform, virtual platform came about during COVID, um, just because we started offering free classes to the clients, to our current clients and, um, they loved it, but it was all free. All of our coaches agreed like, Hey, um, <clears throat> we got to come together for this and, um, let's offer free classes because it is just as much mental for us as it is for them. So from that, when we reopened, everyone said, Hey, let's, um, continue this. The people that were on it, maybe they didn't live here. And a lot of people didn't feel comfortable coming back to the gym for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was the last person out of a mask. I'll admit <laughs> so it gave us a way to kind of offer both things and we realized it's working. It's still working. Mm-hmm. So now we have a virtual platform. that's kind of like a Netflix subscription. You can do all the classes that we record virtually, which is everything from hit to dance fit to bar to stretch, um, for like $29 a month. But that's just, you know, not coming in person, just doing the virtual platform. And then we offer the drop in for virtual, which dance fit is our huge one for that. So mm-hmm. we always have a big crowd, both, in studio and at home for every dance fit class we teach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what made businesses thrive through that. I think not just being able to pivot like oh, <laughs> many yeah. of us did and be like, like everyone okay. in business, like everyone in business yeah. pivoted and got creative. But I think the biggest thing that made the ones thrive, you know, just the whole, what goes around comes around. You offered it for free. You offered, you know, helping people, helping the community. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a crisis, I mean, here in Moore County, you know, we, we had a crisis in December, a little power outage, a oh, little yeah. power outage oh. for a whole week, which <laughs> you don't realize what a big deal that will be until right. it happens to an entire community where right. you can't even be like, I'm going to my friend's house uh-huh. to take care of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that I saw helping with that, it's like, they didn't help because they're like, Oh, this is going to come back. I'm going to make more money when this comes back. No, the people that have the mentality of helping other people during those things, it comes back and rewards, you know, yes. it's just super, super cool. So, so much. Yeah, we would be, we would have coaches and even myself, we would be in the studio and, you know, it was one person only. No mm-hmm. one could go in that big giant building except for one person. <laughs> and they would know that we were recording in there and we would come out and there would be letters on our cars. Like, wow. thank Aww. you for doing this. There would be tips on our cars. Like it yeah. was Again, this community, community. Yep. is such a just huge support system all around. Every local business owner I've ever met has been supportive, which yeah. is really 
really awesome. a huge deal. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the other thing that people want to know <laughs> your face, you're like, Oh no, what is it? <laughs> um, what is like your workout regimen? Oh, this is easy. Um, <laughs> you're like, Oh no big deal. Well-rounded, well-rounded. And again, something I, it took me a long time to realize I, I work out. I mean, I like feeling good. Um, I like feel good in my clothes and my body, mm-hmm. but, um, mentally like for stress relief, it's yeah. always, always since college and studying so much in college, I remember being on the treadmill, elliptical, whatever, and I'm studying, but that just relieved so much stress for me throughout mm-hmm. my life. So I've always had that in my head that this is for stress relief, not just for feeling better, being able to endure a race, being able to do whatever, feeling strong. Um, but the older I've gotten and into my mid thirties, I realized I've got to change things up. And I had a back injury. Um, and I had a chiropractor actually, um, tell me, Hey, you don't need this back fused. You need to do more core work. And I thought, hmm. I had never really thought about core work back then. This was yeah. years and years and years ago. I'd always done like buys and tries, hamstrings and <laughs> sure. quads, like whatever. Sure. You did your sets yeah, and reps and sets. And he's like, get off the machines and get you some kettlebells. This is way back. No mm-hmm. one was using kettlebells. This is like an innovative idea for mm-hmm. the time. Yep. Bands, mm-hmm. kettlebells, barbells, dumbbells functional equipment. Mm-hmm. So, um, I started using that kind of thing. And honestly, that's why Forte exists today. The way it does, we don't have a single machine in the mm-hmm. building. It's all functional and your body in order to stay completely healthy, free from in- in- injury and just strengthening your body, the way it moves in life, it's functional fitness. And so for me, I started doing more of that less machines, less sitting in a strict position, Mm -hmm. doing your stuff, um, into a, a a workout that I was moving in all planes, but the dance fitness comes into that, Mm -hmm. you know, jumping around, moving around with that. Um, I noticed that I feel, I felt better with my joints if I did yoga and some stretching Mm -hmm. and then the cycling. So I, I do something different every day. So dance fit, hit cycle, heavy lifting cycle, um, yoga, it's just one different thing every day, except for Sundays I take completely off. So are you, I mean, cause obviously you're in amazing shape. Um, Thank you. and you have built some muscle for yourself too. So yes. are you only heavy lifting one day a week? No, okay. no. So that was just an example. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be well-rounded. Like that's my advice sure. is to be well-rounded. I do two specifically heavy workouts a week too, but I also have built the muscle. I, if you're trying to build muscle, I would say at least three, at least three days a week to Mm -hmm. build that lean muscle. Once it's built, it can be maintained. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, protein and nutrition is a huge part of that too, especially as you get older. Yes. Um, like 70%, it's crazy, but, um, yes. So two or three times a week for the heavy lifting, but then in a hit class, you, especially at Forte, you're able to kind of, manipulate that program that the coach has offered to doing heavier light. Mm-hmm. So if you need a lighter day because you're sore or you just don't feel good, you just want to go in there and check the box, which is fine. Um, you have the choice of grabbing eight pound dumbbells. And like today I didn't get my, my heavy lifting day in on Tuesday. So I grabbed 20 pound dumbbells for shoulder press instead of everyone else in the room doing eight, mm-hmm. but you're not, it's not frowned upon. It's an option 
Um, so just being able to learn enough to where you can modify and progress your workout right. to, to, to be what you need. Um, and then, you know, cardio probably three, three, four days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the hit hit is always a combination. So the hit class sure. or the boot camp is like a combination 50, 50 cardio and strength. Mm-hmm. So it is, you know, it may sound like, Oh, there's only two heavy lifting days, but in that hit class twice a week, right. You're still I'm lifting also weights. getting weights. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Kind of just depends on your goals too. Right now or the season or the season in the winter. I do a lot more cardio because I am such a foodie. Mm-hmm. So in the winter, I want all the, the warm, bad things, mm-hmm. not bad things, but there's really no bad things, but you things know, you want in all the more moderation. I'm, su- I'm Southern. I'm mm-hmm. used to the yummy Southern cooking. That's what I want in the winter. <laughs> and that's fine. It's, it's a season. Right. right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of women that are intimidated to go to the gym that really want to get back in shape, whether it's after a baby or just, you know, a certain season in life, you know, where they're trying to be quote more healthy, you know, and just don't know what to do or for their specific goals, what to do. And we have all these influencers now. And it's like, who do you listen to? Who do you get your information from? This person says this, that person says this. Right. Um, and so I think it can be scary to start a new journey and so is there anything that you guys offer that's more personalized? If I, you know, were to come in and say, Hey, you know, I, I had a baby, you know, six mm-hmm. months ago, I'm looking to lose weight, um, and you know, build muscle. Will you guys create kind of a plan or anything like that? Yes. So I know I've talked about group fitness a lot, but we, we have a very flourishing personal training per- program at the gym. We have seven of our coaches, um, offer personal training and they all have a unique specialty. So we even have a pelvic floor fitness specialist, Melinda. Um, so we can design, we can basically get as individualized as you want. Mm -hmm. Um, but part of the reason why we have the coaches that we have, they're very, very, very capable of seeing those issues and being able to modify for someone in a class. But we do have to know that information. So the biggest thing I hear from women that come in, the number one thing I hear is I cannot believe I was so intimidated to come Mm -hmm. in to try this class. Um, Or someone who's like, I didn't think I was a class person, but this really is like group personal training because we are modifying. I had a girl yesterday with two broken ankles that came in on her crutches. She did a race. She broke her ankles, one sprained, one broken. Um, And I'm like, get in here. I can figure out something to, for you to do. Right. She was in a chair. She got her upper body stuff uh-huh. on. She got some core work on her knees doing like some planks and stuff like that. I think people think that they're so far gone or they are so beginner level that they're going to feel awkward. And that is not what they're going to feel at Forte ever. They're not going to feel that way. So of the 15 classes that we offer class types of workouts. Um, we offer 15. The only one that I would say would not be the best first time green person choice would be Forte fit because it is very barbell mm-hmm. focused mm-hmm. barbell and heavier kettlebells. Every other class circuit training, hit boot camp, yoga, bar, boxing, whatever they are going to feel successful no matter if they have never stepped foot yep. in a gym or not. Yeah. There are boxes that are five inches off the ground and there are boxes that are 32 inches off the ground. They're stepping up, they're jumping up, whatever it may be that they need. They are going to get that with every coach. Yeah. Yeah. 
And they're going to walk away feeling like Superwoman. They are. And they're going to say, I cannot believe <laughs> that I have been reluctant to do this yep. or intimidated to do this. It's that whole thing of imposter syndrome. And at this point, that <laughs> episode will have aired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. But I can't wait to hear that. Constant, yeah. I think, in our lives that it just pops up when we least expect it. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I don't feel confident in this situation. How did I get invited to this? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, this was a good time. Yes. I'm so glad that you came. I'm so glad mm-hmm. that, that I was invited. And I just feel like this is so wonderful that you guys are doing this. And I've learned so much just sitting here and listening to you guys talk to me today. Same. Thank you. Same. Yeah. (laughs) And that's so much. That's the whole point of it is just to bring as many women in business together to, to share their knowledge, to share their experiences, because we all come from such different backgrounds. We all have a lot in common, Mm -hmm. but all come from different backgrounds. And like, why put everybody else through the same struggles you had when you can share what you learned from your own I am huge struggles. advocate of that as well. Yes. So, and we're not, we're not alone here. Sometimes it's like lonely at the top and you think like, gosh, I'm the only one going through these things. Like, nope, no, you're not. <laughs> nope. You're not that unique. Nope. You might be in other ways, but not that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about your next guests and just keeping up with this and promoting it. And just, I feel like it's, it's something that we've needed here. Um, Cause there's so Good. much out there yeah. and I know you joked about, Hey, we're going to do something. No one's done a podcast <laughs> to women in a podcast. I do think you guys have so much to offer. And there's so many people here that have been mentors to me mm-hmm. that, um, yep. I hope I hear on this podcast. Okay. Well, you have to write them down. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. You. Thank you guys so much. Bye guys. Bye.